Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your fight. We're in this game. An impossible goal. These guys are good. Scary good. And this crowd is going bananas. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from the Action Network. My name is Michael Ebuff. I am the hockey editor here at Action, and joining me today, as always, is my friend and professional better. He's known in the industry as so many sports, and uh, as usual, I'm saying this with the least amount of enthusiasm possible, because we kick off every show with an underdog, and boy, I don't want to do it, but I'm going to do it. My favorite underdog for Tuesday, January 25th, the Arizona Coyotes, plus 340 and rising against the Pittsburgh Penguins, minus 425. The over-under here is six, so many. I do think there's a path to success for Arizona. And as the odds suggest, that path to success is pretty small. However, they lost 7-3 to the Rangers in the last game. They did win unexpected goals. In that game, they were much better. They were bossing play for much of the game before the Rangers started to pump some rubber past Carol Vomelka and ended up winning 7-3. It does sound weird to say a team especially Arizona was deserved better in a 7-3 loss, but they did. And Pittsburgh's defense, they're starting to show some cracks uh, over the past month. On the season, the Penguins allowed 2.15 goals on 2.25 expected goals for 60 minutes at 5-on-5. Those are great numbers. But over the last 11 games, those numbers have ticked up to 2.61 goals on 2.59 expected goals. Uh, Arizona has scored over three goals per hour in their last 11 contests. And as we've seen, Carol Vamelka is kind of garnering this reputation to steal games against terrific teams. He's done it against Winnipeg. He did it against Toronto. Perhaps he can do it again against Pittsburgh. The number's just too high for me to look away. Plus 340 on Arizona. You're not going to do it with me, but uh, any thoughts on coyotes and pens? It's so tough to back this, but uh, <laughs> but I uh, I do uh, I do admire your courage here. I think that um, you need to confirm that Vomelka is going to be playing in this game if we're going to be betting Coyotes. There's such a big difference between uh, between the two guys in net. There. The other thing too is that um, Pittsburgh. The number is already on the rise. Um, I do expect it to go higher. We talked about this last week where on game days, uh, Pittsburgh gets steamed pretty much every morning during game days. The only exception to that was their game against the Kings in um, in LA last week. Other than that, they've been getting steamed every morning. I don't have anything here. I'm going to be cheering for you again. But um, on the Coyotes bet, um, I would wait until the very last minute and um, you should be able to get the best price on the Coyotes there. Granted, um, Pittsburgh starting Jari though so I think this might be a good spot I know they're low on DeSmith they, they've got him on a short leash here as well but I think that this might be a situation where they try to sneak in a game for him to try to get him right but those two things would be what I would keep an eye on in this game yeah, it could be uh, another slate where we see an underdog of four to one or higher. Montreal and the Coyotes were both five to one uh, in their games against the Avalanche over the past two weeks. Two out of those three games went to overtime. So you just never know with hockey. These massive dogs have been something this year. They, they're it's... giving a good account of themselves. It's just they're yeah. not winning. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, your, your underdog pick a little bit more reasonable let's say, and a team that you have said a couple of times on the show that you're a little bit more bullish on compared to the rest of the market. 
Yeah, so um, I'll be um, in the Florida-Winnipeg game. Um, I'll be betting the Jets as my underdog of the day. The Jets have lost uh, four games, but in those four games, they've been tied or leading in the third period in three of them. So it's not like they're getting blown out here. Um, Besides the Nashville game where they got off to a bad start, I do give them some credit for fighting back in that game. That game could have easily been one of those that gets away from them. Um, Concern here is that um, while their defense has been leaky recently, I thought they played well in limiting the offensive chances for the Penguins and the Bruins the last couple of games. The Panthers have been on the road here, and their quality of play has dipped the last week uh, since the 9-2 win over the Jackets. They lost to the Flames in a game they didn't play well. Against Edmonton, they won 6-0, but it was a deceiving score. I thought the Oilers played very well to start, and uh, Bob uh, stood on his head until the Panthers took advantage of the Oilers' goaltending, and then things just uh, snowed ball from there against Vancouver it took them a while to find their legs against an undermanned Canucks team who I believe they were, were on our fourth string goaltender right now um, and they had to escape in a in, in a shootout and then of course Sunday night uh, Florida didn't play well against um, against Seattle so the Jets do constantly burn me but um, we're going back there again against a team whose level has dipped um, on a long road trip and while while the Jets are getting unfortunate lately in the results. So I think that if the Jets basically keep their level, they should be getting results coming here soon. Yeah, uh, Winnipeg's 4-4-2 four, four, and two under new coach Dave Lowry, who took over after Paul Maurice stepped down. They're above 50% in terms of their expected goal rate. Uh, their actual goal share is 40%. So like you said, unfortunate, that number should tick up. Then you also alluded to the fact, I think this is a good spot against Florida. Their long Western Canadian Pacific Northwest road trip is coming to an end in Winnipeg here. Then they're back home on Thursday to take on Vegas. Uh, So definitely not a bad spot. Winnipeg right now is plus 135 at home against Florida, who's coming back at minus 155. I think the over might be interesting here too, just because Florida's overs have been, uh, you can't really look away from them. They're 18, six and one at home and they're under 500 on the road, but 27, 18 and one overall. And they do give up a lot and they can obviously score in bunches. So the over is never dead. It's definitely a team that if you are watching, because they're a ton of fun to watch a team, that's probably a lot of fun to bet live overs. If it's a zero, zero first period or something as well. So that's it. The jets and the coyotes, the coyotes who used to be the jets, of course, as our underdog picks, And with that, we can move into the main part of the slate. We'll kick it off with a rematch of uh, Buffalo and Ottawa. The Sabres are plus 140 on the road. Senators come back minus 160. The over-under here is six. This is 7 p.m. puck drop. Buffalo closed plus 185 on the road to Ottawa last week and won. So maybe a little bit of an overreaction here. However, the Sabres were um, dealing with with some lineup issues for that game. And that's probably part of the reason why that number was was so high. Nothing for me here. You talk about Sabres overs earlier when we first started the show. Uh, that's kind of cooled off a little bit. But anything for you on Sabres and Sens? Uh, nothing for nothing happening for me here. I don't like um, laying the big numbers on Ottawa. So I think that I do look at them when they're a dog. Uh, they do, um, as we mentioned, they do seem to punch up. But um, I won't have anything to hear. Um, anything here. We should keep uh, Craig Anderson's status in mind. If he is back, that's a that's going to be an upgrade for the for the Sabers. But other than that, um, I won't have anything to look at in this game. Yeah, when a 40-something-year-old Craig Anderson is an upgrade, yeah. that tells you something about where the Sabres are right now in terms of their goaltending. Vegas, plus 140, taking on Carolina, who right now are minus 160 at home. The over-under is six here. It's a 7 p.m. puck drop. The Golden Knights are playing in Washington on Monday night. We're recording this before that comes to a conclusion. So... We'll have to obviously monitor the goaltending situation for the Knights going against the Carolina team that ranks second in creating high danger scoring chances 
and they're second in terms of uh, shot attempts at five on five. Vegas is right there with them. There's going to be a ton of rubber being thrown at both nets here, I would say. I don't really mind a play on Vegas here. I think plus 140, even on the back-to-back, this is a good team. You're getting a good number on a good team. A lot of times it's hard to look away from situations like that. We'll see how things go with Washington. But for me, it's Vegas or nothing in this one. Yeah, um, I I do have some interest in the over here. Um, We need to... Again, keep an eye on the on the goaltending. I'm assuming that Leonard gets the first game and, and Persuade gets the second game, but that's not certain. I think that um, DeBoer likes to uh, flip things around here a bit. So um, I think that if it is Leonard, I'll probably pass on this game. But if it is Brassois in this game, um, I will be on the over. But other than that, um, I can't see myself with um, with anything on this game. The Dallas Stars traveling to New Jersey on Tuesday. Dallas minus 130 at the moment. The Devils coming back plus 110. The over-under here is five and a half, uh, 7 p.m. puck drop at the Prudential Center. The Stars are 6-12-1 on the road this season. They're 4-4 four and four in their last eight games. Those four losses to really good teams, Tampa Bay, Florida, a team that's just below that tier in St. Louis, and then uh, Montreal. And then they've also have their wins against a really good Pittsburgh team. And then two comeback wins against Detroit and Buffalo, which they needed overtime. The other one against Seattle, who has been pretty terrible this season too. That is par for the course for the Stars team. Their results are all over the map. They've been this way for two seasons now. One day they show up and you're like, wow, this team could be a bear to deal with in a best of seven series because they play such sturdy defense. If they get the goaltending and they, that top line is going, they're really tough to beat. But then they play games like they did against Montreal where they are playing well, but they can't find a way to win. And that is just so frustrating. They'll also be on a back-to-back here. Jake Oninger is playing on Monday, so we'll see Braden Holtby. I don't have anything here for Dallas and New Jersey. It's just the stars, to me, at some point in a season, you just got to like pretend this team doesn't exist. And, and I'm almost getting there with Dallas, honestly, because every time I don't play against them when they're a big favorite, they do end up losing. And then when I do play against them, they have no trouble and win. So they're getting close to that list for me, but I'm going to be passing on this one. How about you? I really want to pass. Um, this seems like the perfect game where the Stars just put up a stinker against the team that, that you should beat. One thing, though, is that the Devils goaltending is becoming a really big uh, sore spot here. Um, I would suspect Blackwood gets the start, and he's been horrible. So in that respect, I, I will pass. Um, I will be looking at the over, but other than that, I'm, I'm with you. It's, uh, it's, it's tough to get involved in this game. We can move on to the Philadelphia Flyers, plus 160 on the road, taking on the New York Islanders. Again, Islanders are minus 185. This is the third time these two teams have played in seven days. The Flyers will be on a back-to-back. They're the team that's playing Dallas on Monday night. Uh, The over-under here is five and a half. It should be Sorokin and Martin Jones in goal. I think it's pretty clear by now that Eli Sorokin is the superior goaltender this season to Simeon Varlamov. The Islanders need to get wins on the board any way they can, and that means you've got to go with your better goalie. I know Trotz has really tried to split these two as best he can the past few seasons, but I think it's time just to ride with with Sorokin. The Islanders are 7-2-1 over the last 10. They're doing what they're supposed to do, collecting points against bad teams. They're coming up short against stronger teams. I think the Islanders maybe are a little bit too expensive here. And if this number really does rise, maybe the Flyers get pummeled on Monday night. I could be interested in going against New York. But Philadelphia is going to be without Kevin Hayes. I think Joel Farabee's out for long term now. Like I said, Martin Jones starting. So the lineup's a mess. The team has is in the middle of its second 10-game losing streak on the season. So yeah, not really thrilled about the idea of backing the Flyers on a back-to-back at a number that, yes, it's a decent number, but it should be higher. Anything for you on Isles and Flyers? 
<laughs> not really, but uh, it it would take something uh something special for me to put money on Martin Jones at this point. So I'll pass on this one as well. But uh, I'm I'm curious to see where this where this number gets to. I hope it doesn't get into range to bet Jones, <laughs> but uh, but we'll see how it goes. That's famous last words. Yeah. With that, we will move on to top shelf bets, our favorite bets for Tuesday, January 25th. Top shelf where mama hides the cookies. I will start. We were talking earlier about the Dallas Stars being a team that is impossible to figure out. We've talked about the Minnesota Wild being a team that burns us. You talked about the Winnipeg Jets being a team that burns you. Perhaps no team has burned betters like you and I this season, quite like the Seattle Kraken have. But that's where I'm going. They're plus 140 at home hosting Nashville, a team that I don't think profiles as a strong favorite because they don't generate a ton of scoring chances themselves. They do play sturdy defense. They have a great goaltender in Usaros, but they don't really get the margin necessary to justify laying this kind of number, especially on the road. And the Kraken are playing better. Four out of five, they've won. The most important thing here is that Philip Grubauer has played better of late. And what we've said it all season, this is no secret. This Kraken, their underlying metrics, they've not been terrible all season. They've been decent. I would call it middle of the pack. However, their goaltending has been bottom of the league. And we kept saying, if they could just get some saves from Philip Grubauer, they're going to start to win games. And that's what's happening here. So I think you're still getting a pretty good number on a team that should start trending up and trending in the right direction uh, for the second half of the season. And, And I think the Kraken, if Grubauer does maintain this form or this is a start of something for him, They could be a team to really keep in your pocket for the rest of the season if they're priced like this. So that's my favorite bet for Tuesday night, the Kraken plus 140 taking on Nashville. Before we get to your favorite bet, anything on Nashville and Seattle? So I agree with you. And uh, just maybe is Seattle starting to turn the corner here? We've spoken about Nashville at length. We both think they're not as good as their record indicates. I'm still a little bit hesitant to rush on betting Seattle right now in a Grubauer Soros matchup. I still need to see a little bit more consistency from Grubauer there. Um, I will reconsider if the goalies change, but for now, I think that I will pass. Granted, uh, let's see where the line goes. There's always that caveat, right? Like we can pass at this number, but things always change. So for now, I'll pass, but I'm keeping my options open. And then we'll head to Western Canada, your hometown, for your favorite bet. The Oilers are minus 130, taking on the Canucks, plus 110. The over-under here is six and a half. Tell us what you got. So I might actually have a um, a double whammy here. Um, my best bet is going to be on the over. So a um, couple of things here. We need to watch for the Canucks player status. Um, Demko and Miller's fifth days were Monday. So if I'm understanding all these rules correctly, they should be available on Tuesday night, um, which of course JT Miller gives the Canucks a big boost on offense there. And if they are both in, I do also see value on the Canucks. Credit the Oilers for battling back against the Flames on Saturday, but I mean, I, I don't think they deserve to win that game. I'll need to see much more consistency from Koskinen as well. Right now, um, I do like the over. I will bet the over. And if the number drifts uh, more towards the Oilers in the morning, I will see value on the Canucks as well if um, Miller and Demko are going to be in that. I like Vancouver too. I think that the entire hockey watching world, especially in Canada, we're waiting for the Oilers to win a game after a lengthy uh, slide. And the overreaction was 
I mean, it was everything I thought it was going to be from, from, you know, the main hockey talking heads in Canada, the pundits on their podcasts and on the radio today, talking about how you know, this, this was a huge performance from Edmonton, from Miko Koskinen. He still gave up three goals. The Oilers were really lucky to come back and win that game. They got out chance. The expected goals battle wasn't particularly close. Uh, so yeah, Koskinen ended up playing pretty well, but this is a team that they had to come back and claw back against their rival. And I think we're going to see a little bit of an overreaction to one win in it for a team that is still very, very flawed right now. And until they get a goalie, a team to keep on your fade list, I would say. Uh, so, I mean, even if Demko isn't back, is there really a huge difference between Miko Koskinen and Michael DiPietro? I don't know. I don't think it's that profound. So I like Vancouver as well. And with that, uh, another episode of Line Change is in the books. For so many sports, I'm Michael Lipa, wishing you the best of luck with your NHL bets on Tuesday, January 25th.